Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell with Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, today I want to talk about the purpose of Jesus Christ coming to earth. Well, I want us to understand that in order to get to the purpose of why he came to this earth, we have to see the sacrifices that he made in order to get to the purpose. But I also want us to understand that in order to to get to the finished product, there has to be a process. There's always a process before the finished product. And during the the process, there are sometimes sacrifices that have to be made. And sometimes those sacrifices that has to be made are not comfortable. So I want us to know that in order to have the finished product, there has to be a process. Even when you're walking by faith, there has to be a process before you can get to the, to the end of what you desire or receive what you desire. There's always a process. And sometimes when we're even when we're walking by faith during the process, there are sacrifices have to be made. And sometimes because of the sacrifices, we tend to quit in the middle of the process. But you can't quit in the middle of the process. You can't quit in the middle of a faith process. And Jesus, hallelujah, he was in a faith process because he was going, hallelujah, after a purpose. And in order to get to that purpose, he knew that he had to make a sacrifice. And the sacrifices that he made, hallelujah, was the uh, sacrifice in his body and sacrificing his blood, hallelujah, on our behalf. He paid the price for our sins. He paid the price for our iniquities. iniquities. He paid the price for our peace. Glory to God, hallelujah. He paid the price for our transgression. But during that process, he had to sacrifice his body. And his body was, was, was brutally beaten. His body... Hallelujah, was tormented. His body, hallelujah, was tortured. Glory to God. But he he was willing to go through the sacrifice in order to get to the purpose. So I want us to understand that that even when we're believing God for something, hallelujah, or when we're trying to move toward our purpose, sometimes there's a process. Sometimes the process, you have to grow into your purpose. Sometimes the process is you have to walk into your purpose one step at a time. There's a process that you have to follow instructions to get to the purpose. And there's a time we have to follow the word of God in order to get to the purpose that we desire or to receive the thing that we desire. So I want us to understand, hallelujah, and keep in mind as we go through this lesson that it's a process to get to the finished product. Amen. Hallelujah. But his body, it, it, it was well sacrificed. His body was beaten. Hallelujah. And tortured. And tormented. Hallelujah. And and I want to say that a lot of the pictures that we see hanging in the churches. Hallelujah. With Jesus hanging on the cross with just uh, strickles of blood flowing down his chin and his cheek and down his body. But I want us to understand that uh, he looked worse than that. That wasn't a true picture of what he looked like. The Bible said that he was so marred that he was unrecognizable. You couldn't even recognize him as a man because he was so beaten and bruised and tortured, hallelujah, and whipped or for our behalf, to pay the price for our redemption, to pay the price to rid sin of our nature. Hallelujah. And I want us to understand that the sin nature has been taken care of. We've been delivered. Hallelujah. Because of the sacrifices that he made 
in order, hallelujah, that we can receive the purpose that he was driven toward. Glory to God. So he went through the process. And the process was that God had to put him in an earthly suit. Well, what do I mean by earthly suit? That God had to put him in an earthly body in order that he can go through the process to get to the purpose. Hallelujah. So he put him in the body, in his earth suit, as a baby. Glory to God. And he had to grow through the process. He had to mature through the process. Hallelujah. And he did that up to the age of 30. Hallelujah. When God felt that he was ready to carry out his mission in order to reach the purpose in which he came. Glory to God. But there were sacrifices on the way. Glory to God. He was tempted. Hallelujah. During the process. Hallelujah. But he didn't fall short of what God had called him and sent him here to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have to stay faithful in the process. You know, a lot of time when we're believing God for something, before we get to the finished product, or before we receive what we desire from God, we got to stay faithful in the process. You can't quit during the process. You can't get discouraged during the process. You can't get anxious during the process. You have to allow the virtues of faith begin to work when you are believing God for something. And that's what Jesus did. He allowed the virtues of faith to work in the process. The process has to be done by waiting sometime. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Not being anxious. You know, sometimes we start out in faith, believing God for something, and when it starts, don't know, not looking like what it's supposed to be looking like, we get discouraged and we get anxious and we want to quit. Uh, we get anxious and don't want to know why it's taking so long. Yeah, but we got to stay in faith and allow the virtues of faith to work. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, one thing he sacrificed was his body. Let's look at Isaiah 53, 5 in the King James. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for us. He was wounded for me. He was wounded for you. He was wounded for the whole world. And all of those that will believe in him. But he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. With his stripes, we are healed. So we have to receive our healing based on the sacrifice that he made with his body. Amen. Well, let's look at Isaiah 53 in the Message Bible. And let's look at verse 5 through, let's say, verse 5 through, let's say, through 12. It said, we've all done our own thing. Going our own way. And God has piled all our sins, everything we've done, everything we've done wrong on him. Verse 7 through 9. And he was beaten. He was tortured. But he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to, to be slaughtered. And like a sheep being sheared. He took it all in silence. Justice miscarried, and he was led off. And did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for of his own. Hallelujah. He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of my people. 
They bruised him with the wicked, threw him in the grave with a rich man, even though he never heard a soul and said one word that wasn't true. Verse 10, still is what God had in mind all along, to crush him with pain. The plan that he give himself as an offering for our sin so that he see life come from it. Life, life, and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was a prophecy that was made even before he came to this earth, that God had already planned to sacrifice his body. Hallelujah. And it was a terrible sacrifice. But on our behalf, it was a good sacrifice. So I praise God that he was willing to sacrifice his body on our behalf. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 11 through 12. And out of that terrible travail of soul, oh, he was, he was travailing in his soul. I, I remember the scripture talked about when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was sweating great drops of blood, and his soul, his, his emotions, his mind, hallelujah, was being tormented. And he went to God and he said, if you could just let this cup pass for me, hallelujah, but nevertheless, your will be done. His focus was on the purpose, hallelujah, and not the sacrifice, in order for him to say that your will be done. In verse 11, it went on to say, out of that terrible travail of soul, he'll see that it's worth it, hallelujah, and be glad he did it. See, he saw the joy, hallelujah, before the end. He didn't wait till the end to see the joy. He saw the joy before the end. And when we're walking by faith, we have to see the joy, hallelujah, of the finished product before we receive the finished product. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And through what he experienced, my righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous ones. Yeah, he did it. He sacrificed his body. Hallelujah. And we have now become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of his sacrifice. Hallelujah. As he himself carries the burdens of their sins. Therefore, I'll reward him extravagantly. Yeah, we serve an extravagant God. Hallelujah. He wants us to think extravagant. He wants us to think big. He wants us to act big. Hallelujah. He also wants us to live big. Glory to God. I believe that. Hallelujah. He wants us to have his best. He said, therefore, I'll reward him extravagantly. The best of everything. The highest honor. Because he, locked, he looked death in the face and didn't flinch. Because he embraced the company of the lowest. He took, he took on his own shoulders the sin of many. He took up the cause of all the black sheep. So I praise God, hallelujah, that Jesus sacrificed his body on my behalf. On your behalf. On behalf of the whole world. Let's look at Matthew, the 27th chapter, in the 27th verse through the 31st verse in the King James. Hallelujah. It said, Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall. This is when he's uh, getting ready to go to the cross. They took him into the common hall. And gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. Verse 28. 
It's in the King James Bible. Verse 28. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. And when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head and a reed in his right hand. Well, I want us to understand that these soldiers, what they're doing, they're mocking him. Hallelujah. They're dressing him up like a priest. Or they're dressing him up like a king. So they're making a mockery of him because he, hallelujah, he, he, he said that he is the king. Hallelujah. He is the king. Glory to God. And every king has a kingdom. I say every king has a kingdom. Glory to God. But they making fun of him. And, then, and, and when they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. And the reed. See, the, the reed was, was some, some type of plant of, uh, that grew tall. Hallelujah. And it represented authority. And they placed it in his right hand with the crown of thorns as a crown on his head. And the scarlet robe, you know, like uh, 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 a king would wear, a priest would wear. And not only that, they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, king of the Jews. Hallelujah. And as they mocked him, they spit upon him. And they took the reed and smote him on the head. They took the reed out of his right hand. And they just smote him and beat him on the head with those crown of thorns. As they was beating those crown of thorns down in his head. You can imagine, hallelujah, the pain and the blood that was running from the crown of his head. Yeah, we can, we, I don't believe we can really imagine what he looked like when they finished with him. Hallelujah. But joy came out of it. And after they had mocked, and after that they had mocked him, they took the robe off of him and put his own raiment on. And led him away to be crucified. Jesus sacrificed his body on our behalf. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It was a sad day, but it was a joyous day. And the second thing that he sacrificed, he sacrificed his blood. Glory to God. His blood poured down. Hallelujah, like water. Glory to God. I'm sure he was so bloody and so marred that he was unrecognizable. But he sacrificed it on our behalf. He shed his blood on our behalf in order that we can be cleansed of sin. In order that our nature could be washed and, and cleansed and made whole again the way God originally created, hallelujah, Adam to be before he fell. So he took the blood of Jesus in order to wipe the slate clean. It took the blood of Jesus to be shedded to pay the price for our sins. Glory to God in order that we could be regenerated, in order that we can be made new again in order that we can become a new creature in Christ Jesus. It took the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at Matthew 27, verse 24 through 26. In the, in the American Standard Version. So when Pilate saw that he prevailed nothing, but rather that a tumult, which was a riot, was arising, he took water 
and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I'm an innocent of the blood of this righteous man. The Pilate knew that Jesus was innocent. He knew that this man hadn't committed a crime. But he said, see you to it. You can have him. You do what you want to do with it. Because the process had to be continued in order for the purpose to be completed. Amen. There's always a process that has to be completed before the finished product. In verse 25, And all the the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then release he unto them Barabbas. But Jesus, he scourged and delivered to be crucified. Hallelujah. The process had to continue. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 6.20 in the Amplified Bible. It said, you were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, Matthew 26, chapter 26, verse 28 in the Amplified Bible. For this is my blood of the new and better covenant. We have to understand that we have a better covenant than they did in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice the bulls and the goats. They had to sacrifice the blood of those bulls and goats. They had to sacrifice the bodies of those bulls and goats in order for their sins every year to be cleansed. Hallelujah. But how many of you know that when Jesus sacrificed his body and his blood, once and for all, there'll never be another sacrifice again because there's no need. Because Jesus finally took care of it all when he went to the cross and shedded his precious blood. Hallelujah. On the cross. So now we have a, a new and better covenant. We have a permanent covenant. We have a covenant that's everlasting because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. For this is my blood of the new and better covenant, which ratifies the agreement and is being poured out for many as a substitutionary atonement for the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. We have a new covenant, a better covenant. Hallelujah. Glory to God was that that he shedded his blood on our behalf, the blood that we should have shedded, the punishment that we should have taken. Hallelujah. He did it for us in order that we can receive forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I thank you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So Jesus sacrificed his body. He sacrificed his blood. So the price has been paid. We've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed and we've been made new. We've been made whole. Glory to God. So now that we've been made whole, the blood of Jesus has paid the price Now, God gave us his written word in order that we can renew our soul. Hallelujah. Because you can be washed, hallelujah, and clean up, hallelujah, and be empty, glory to God, and still not progress. Because the word of God hadn't renewed your mind. So basically what I'm saying is a possibility that you could be saved Glory to God, and still act like a heathen. It's a possibility that you can be saved and washed in the blood and still living like a heathen because your mind, hallelujah, your soul hadn't been renewed with the word of God. So once we've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, 
Hallelujah. Once we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we have to get in the written word, which God has given us by way of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So that our mind can be renewed so that we can live like God. Amen. I say so that we can live like God. Well, praise God. Now that we saw the two sacrifices that he made in the process of getting to the purpose, let's look at the purpose. Glory to God. And I say, want to say that there's two purposes in why Jesus came to this earth. There were two main purposes in why he came to this earth. And the main purpose of Jesus coming to this earth was to restore or to reestablish the kingdom of God in this earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. I say the main purpose of Jesus coming to the earth was to restore the kingdom of God in this earth. Hallelujah. And not only to restore the kingdom of God in this earth, but to restore the Holy Spirit back into the hearts of men and women as it was before the fall of Adam. So there are two things, there are two purposes, that he, two main purposes that, hallelujah, why he came. And that was to reestablish and to restore the kingdom of heaven back into this earth and to restore the Holy Spirit back into the hearts of men. And in this earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So now Jesus has paid the price. Now he has finished his, 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 his purpose. Hallelujah. He, he's finished the sacrifices that lead to the purpose. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now that he have completed the purpose, the kingdom of heaven has been restored back into this earth. And the Holy Spirit has been sent back into this earth to dwell in the hearts of men. Glory to God. And the Holy Spirit is here. Hallelujah. And he said he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us. Hallelujah. So uh, I want us to understand, hallelujah, that, that his main purpose was not to come, glory to God, to sacrifice his body. Not to come to pour out his precious blood. Those were the sacrifices that were made to get to the real purpose and why he came. And the real purpose and why he came, hallelujah, was to restore and reestablish the kingdom of God back into this earth. And to restore the Holy Spirit back into the hearts of men. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Glory to God. Let's look at Luke, the fourth chapter, and the 43rd verse in the Amplified Bible. He came to reestablish the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven in this earth. Well, in Luke 4, 43 in the Amplified Bible, but he said, this is Jesus talking, I must preach. The good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also because I was sent. Listen now, this is Jesus talking. And I'm going to read this again. But he said, but Jesus said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God. To the other cities also, because I was sent for this purpose. Are you listening? He said, because I was sent for this purpose. What was the purpose? The purpose was to preach the good news. The good news of what? The good news of the kingdom of God. You know, over in the 23rd song, is that. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done. 
Well, I want us to understand that now that Jesus has made the sacrifices to get to the purpose, and the purpose has been completed, hallelujah, the kingdom is already here. Well, where is the kingdom? The kingdom is in the hearts of men. Glory to God. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is God's way of doing things. God's nature. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His glory. Hallelujah. Is in the kingdom. And the, God, the glory of God is in our hearts. Hallelujah. His nature. Glory to God. His way of doing things. His way of talking. His way of living. Glory to God. And he sent the governor. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit in order to govern our hearts, hallelujah, as we dwell in our hearts in the kingdom of God while we're here on this earth. So God wants us to live on earth, hallelujah, like it is in heaven. Glory to God, and that's why he sent the kingdom, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ in order that we can live a kingdom life, a God kind of life. That's what he wants us to live, a God kind of life and I want to read this again but he said I must I must Jesus talking about himself I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other cities also because because I was sent for this purpose that was his purpose. That was one of his purposes. It's to reestablish the kingdom of God. We understand that the sacrifices was made to get to the purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The sacrifices was during the process to get to the purpose. The sacrifices were made during the process to get to the finished product. Glory to God. Let's look at Mark 11. I'm sorry. Let's look at Mark, the first chapter, the 14th verse in Amplified. And Jesus preaching, preaches in Galilee. Now, after John, the Baptist was arrested and taken into custody, Jesus went to Galilee, preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. Well, I want us to understand that his message throughout the time of his ministry in those three years, his message was about the kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus preached the kingdom of God. The good news of the kingdom. The good news of heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God wants us to live on earth as it is in heaven. Glory to God. Glory to God. He sent his kingdom in order that the ways of heaven can dwell in our hearts so we can live like heaven. He wants us to prosper. He wants us to live in health. He wants us, hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants us to, 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 to just have everything. In this earth, like it is in heaven. Let's look at Matthew 10, 7 in the Amplified. And he was saying, he was giving instruction, hallelujah, to the disciples. He said, as you go, that can include us too, hallelujah. And as you go, and I would say today, and as we go, Preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Glory to God. But see, the disciples that walked with him, he was telling them to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So I would say to us today that our message should be to the believers, hallelujah, is to preach the kingdom of God that is already here so that it can be established in the hearts of men. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we go, preach the kingdom. As we go, preach the kingdom. 
Hallelujah. Let's look at Acts 28.31 in the Amplified Bible. Preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God. Preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God. So that tells me that our messages should be proclaiming the kingdom of God. Our message should be proclaiming the ways of God, the life of God, the way God lived. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The way he wants things to be in his earth as it is in heaven. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He wants us to preach the good news. Not condemnation, but he wants us to preach the good news of the kingdom. Preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness and boldness, unhindered and unrestrained. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke 9, 2 in the Amplified. Then he sent them out on a brief journey to preach the kingdom of God and to perform healing. Glory to God. Hallelujah, God wants us healthy. He not only wants us to preach the kingdom, but he wants us to be healthy and whole. Hallelujah, he wants us to be prosperous. Hallelujah, he said above all things that he wished that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prosper. Glory to God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So he, he's mandated us to preach the kingdom. He's mandated us to preach the good news. But hallelujah, we don't have to tell people now that the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. We just need to tell the people the good news that the kingdom has come. Hallelujah. The kingdom is already here. Glory to God. And let's look at the, the second purchase, purpose, which would be, Ending up this message, hallelujah, on the second purpose. And the second purpose was Jesus' purpose was to restore the Holy Spirit back in the earth and make him available to the hearts of men and women that will receive him. Well, we talked about the sacrifices, his sacrifice of his body. We talked about the shedding of his blood, hallelujah, as a sacrifice. Glory to God. We talked about his purpose, hallelujah, of coming to this earth was to reestablish the kingdom. And now we want to talk about his second purpose of coming, hallelujah, was to restore the Holy Spirit back in this earth. Glory to God, hallelujah, and make him available to the hearts of men and women. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 and 5 in the Amplified. So now, he who has made us and prepared us for this very purpose of God, this very purpose, hallelujah, glory to God, now he who has made us and prepared us for this very purpose of God, who gave us the Holy Spirit as a pledge, a guarantee, a down payment on the fulfillment of his promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at Acts 2.39. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you, hallelujah, and your children, and for all who are far off, including the Gentiles, as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The promise of the Holy Spirit. That was his purpose of coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. The Holy Spirit fills our hearts. But he not only want to fill your heart, he wants to come upon you as well. Glory to God so that we can do the work that we've been instructed to do. So that we can go out and preach the good news. Hallelujah. He not only want to dwell in you, but he want to dwell upon you. Glory to God. He wants to anoint you 
to preach and to teach the good news of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's look at John, the 16th chapter, the fifth verse through the 15th in the Amplified Bible. It said, but now I am going to him who sent me. So Jesus is telling his disciples, it's going to be a time for me now to go back to my father that sent me. But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? (laughs) Yeah. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts and taken complete possession of them. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Hallelujah. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, and the standby, which is the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, and the standby will not come to you. So in order for the Holy Spirit to, to come back and dwell in his earth in the hearts of men, Jesus had to go. Hallelujah. They were switching places. So now that Jesus is gone, he's seated at the right-hand side of God. Hallelujah. Making intercession on our behalf. And now the Holy Spirit is in this earth governing, hallelujah, the kingdom of God and the hearts of men. Glory to God. He is the governor of the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit is. Hallelujah. In this earth. Glory to God. He's the comforter. He's the advocate. Glory to God. He'll comfort you. Hallelujah. He's the advocate. He'll be your lawyer. He'll plead your case. Glory to God. He's an intercessor. Glory to God. He's a counselor when you need. He's a strengthener. He's a standby. Glory to God. But Jesus said, if I go, but if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. Hallelujah. And he, when he comes, will convict the world about the the guilt of sin and the need for a Savior. And about righteousness. Hallelujah. We all need to know about righteousness. We as believers. We need to know and understand that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And about judgment. About sin. And the true nature of it. Hallelujah. Because they do not believe in me. And my father. Glory to God. And because they do not believe in me, and about righteousness, personal integrity, and godly character. Because I'm going to my Father, and you will no longer see me. About judgment, the certainty of it. Because the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged and condemned. Hallelujah. Look at verse 12. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear to hear them now. But when when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father. Hallelujah. The message regarding the Son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. Hallelujah. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take, hallelujah, from what is mine, and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. And because of this, I said that he, the Holy Spirit, 
hallelujah, will take from what is mine and reveal it to you. Glory to God. Jesus had to leave in order that the promise of the Spirit could come, in order that the Holy Spirit could come and dwell in our hearts. He's here. Hallelujah, he's here. So I ask you the question, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Glory to God. I'm going to say that again. I said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Hallelujah. Praise God. See, you just can't believe and receive Jesus. You also got to believe and receive the Holy Spirit. So have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe in Jesus? Glory to God. Let's look at Luke 24, 49 in the Amplified. He said, listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my father, the Holy Spirit, unto, upon you. Upon you. Upon you. Glory to God. Until the Holy Spirit come upon us, we need to sit and wait. Hallelujah. Until the Holy Spirit come upon you and anoint you for ministry, you need to sit and wait until he come upon you and anoint you. Listen carefully. I am sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God. You know, I, I just want to say, uh, that I, I look back uh, and even myself uh, as a young minister you know you first called into the ministry and hallelujah you're so eager to want to get out you're so eager to want to go and preach you're so eager to want to get in somebody's pulpit not recognizing that uh, when you were first called you're still a novice hallelujah you know, and I, I remember back when, when God had put on my heart to go to Rainbow Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And when I got there, the very first week, uh, God spoke to my heart. And he said, this is a time of preparation. Glory to God. And that's been since, what, 1991. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus went through a time of preparation. Jesus went through a time of preparation for 30 years. Glory to God until he was the age of 30. Hallelujah. He was in a time of preparation. But I want to say to the young ministers, uh, uh, during that preparation time, be patient. Wait on your calling. Hallelujah. Wait on the anointing. Wait on the Holy Spirit to come upon you so that you can do the work that God has called you to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Another time I remember when, when I was first called into the ministry, and hallelujah, and I was uh, so eager and wanting to get in the pulpit to preach, and I I had this call from from one of the churches, hallelujah, the church called me. I say the church called. It wasn't God that called me. It was the church that called. So I'm so eager. And I say, yeah, 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 I'll do it. Call myself, going to go and, and uh, fill in for pastoring twice, twice a month. And my wife at that time, and she was saying, I don't, I don't think that's God. But I'm so zealous, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going anyway. Well, it didn't end up good. And I remember the, the Sunday that it ended. It didn't end good. And, and that Monday morning, I was uh, on my way to work. And I heard this voice, and it was like it was in the back seat of my car. Hallelujah. And he said, he said, go to Word of Life. Whew. 
He said, go to Word of Life <clears throat> and sit so you could be taught. And what I'm saying to you young ministers today, wait on your calling. Wait on the Holy Spirit to come upon you so that you can be effective in ministry. No, you'll never stop growing. You'll never stop learning. Hallelujah. But there is a time of preparation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, one, a couple of more scriptures and then we're going to quit. Hallelujah. Let's look at Acts 2.39. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you. It's in the Amplified Bible. And your children and all who are far off, including the Gentiles. And as many as the Lord our God calls to himself. Romans 5.5 in the Amplified. Such hope in God's promise Hallelujah. Such hope in God's promises never disappoint us because God loves, because his love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. But I pray that you got a, a, a revelation, a message that was uh, with understanding from what was being spoken today. And I pray that you would be obedient to the word and understand, hallelujah, that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Hallelujah. We as believers, hallelujah, we're in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. By allowing the kingdom to dwell in our hearts. God's way of doing things and God's way of life and his nature. Hallelujah. So I pray that you be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen.